Thanks for joining us for the Long Island Sound Podcast. Each week we explore new music and dive deeper with the artists and their stories behind the music. Please subscribe and rate and review us wherever you stream this podcast. Here's your host, Steve Yusko. Welcome back to part two of our conversation with Walter Finley and April Dawn. I tell you, this is where North meets South and they make such beautiful music together. Let's join back in the conversation. Well, you, you know what you know what's interesting about you guys is well, cu- just a couple of things. Is one, Walter, you immersed yourself in an environment to pull from that environment to learn country. Okay, you bring your own culture, both from the north and the way you played, and yet April was able to say, okay, look, you're in a different culture, and this is how we do it. And somehow you guys seem to figure it out. But also, it sounds like you had some real angels on your shoulders there, uh, Walter, for sure. But that, what I think the beauty in that is, it makes your co- collaboration so unique because mm, even though really you know you could be viewed as oil and water, there is a mixing there somehow, and that that's how you create your voice and your sound. That people go, "Hey, it's familiar, but it's somewhat different." Is my assumption on 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 what that's, they experience with yeah. you. Wow, you know? you're 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 yourself. I remember my friend Steve told me one day. He goes, if Eric Clapton was sitting down and watching three different people play the same song that he wrote, he'd probably like to see something unique, you know, right? Instead of playing it exactly the way he played it all the time, because, yeah, you know, you're an artist. I'm. I, I look at musicians two different ways, right? You have an artist and you have a musician. And then you can be both, of course. But uh, uh, there are musicians to me that are like technicians. They, everything's sure. just exactly the way the record was, and they, and they dime, and that's really hard to do. I'm not discrediting that at all. But then there's mm-hmm. the artist side who has to express himself, and that's me. Right. So right. That, that's that's who I am. But I am learning. <laughs> well, you know what? It's like there's a time. There's a time and a place, right? If you're playing in an orchestra, you better play the way it's written, or or things are going to go like crazy. And there is a time and a place to put the spice with within the music, and you enhance it. You know, uh, and how to express yourself, right? How to express that note, especially in classical, it would be a volume control thing, maybe on a note, and how to send it out there. But yeah, you know the rules before you break them. Oh, I was just thinking about the whole culture shock of everything because, like, for him to take me up north, there are so many people. It's unbelievable. I, you know, there, you look out the window, you couldn't see anybody growing up. So with all of the many people, it took uh, quite some time to get Walter to drive a little slower and to not mm. scream obscenities so much in traffic because it's so fast up there. She will everybody, throw me under the bus. She doesn't care. No, everybody's in a hurry and they're mad. So up there, that's, that's, that's a, just traffic, right? Interesting my rationalization of it so I did a lot of travel in in my work uh, and I got an appreciation for a lot of different cultures it ends up that the common denominator between people are people and we enjoy what we enjoy and we want family and all these all these good things in life to have a a life fulfilled so to speak but then you bring up a good point April as far as the so many people here that exposure to it I mean if you walk I think about my buddies who commute into New York City that pass thousands of people every day from all, you know, from the poor homeless guy or gal on the street to whatever. And you start to 
insulate yourself and you get agitated because you're, you're getting bombarded. You know, you're not stopping and smelling the roses. So to be thrown into right. that environment or pulled into that environment uh, can can be very troubling as well. You know, Any, anyway, uh, I go off on tangents. Uh, honestly, I apologize. <laughs> well, I'm just so thankful that Walter and I found each other for that main reason is because there's moments to where he can get up and he can feel so free to to create and, and there's peace and quiet and you know, mm. the stuff that he he makes, I don't care if it's one o'clock in the morning, he knows. I don't I would rather be woken up in the middle of the night hearing him play than get a good night's sleep. But that's just me, that growing up in music. You know what? I'm looking at your picture and you have Bob Marley behind you and I'm thinking yeah. April and I were kinda like uh, Jamaican cooking meets Italian cooking. <laughs> Try to put those two together. <laughs> you can put a lot of stuff on top of cornbread. <laughs> so anyway. I want to talk about the next song because I want to get these songs mm-hmm. in. I think there's is just That's so where much. I was going. Yeah. All right. All right. We're all right. We're on the same page. Um, tell mm-hmm. us about the next song. Let's let the people hear it because what I found in the short time that I got to digest your music and for me when i have a guest on it's like speed dating it's like i'm taking it in purposely to understand who i'm going to be speaking with to whatever degree that i can so tell me about the next song and then we'll have the audience listen to it there is a lot in this next song and it's okay quite beautiful and a lot of it has to do with what we were just talking about April showing me the riffs that her mom used to play. And then I would eventually, we travel around. April can, uh, does what they call buck dancing. She's an amazing... Clogging. Like a clogging dancer. Okay, sure. So good. Sure. Sweet to watch. And uh, where was I going with this? Um, so we eventually, to make her happy, I got to go out and see a bluegrass band every once in a while. And then she'll sit quietly for the first set, and then she'll look at me and go, can I... And I'll go, go ahead. And she'll get up and start clogging. And the whole place lights up and joins in. And it just gets nuts. Oh, nice. But, um, so, her, you know, I didn't play bluegrass. I didn't understand bluegrass. And people tried to turn me on to it for years. And I didn't get it. I'm like, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's DCG. So what? Didn't get it. Now that I'm here and I'm exposed to it, I'm like, oh, my God. These guys are incredible. They are amazing. And one of the best bluegrass bands you're ever going to hear is from Long Island. Yeah. The, right? The infamous string dusters. They're Those amazing. Guys, oh, right. Uh, yeah, I think they're, yeah. I think they're touring around now. Yeah, from what I recall, mm-hmm. what I saw on Facebook. Every yeah. one of those, the brothers and the, the Falco family is an amazing musician. We had wow. the pleasure of playing with one of them, played bass. Pat Falco sat in last April, and he came the day of the show and learned songs and just knocked it out of the park. So, so professional. Anyway, so again, I had to learn some songs to fit in here, right? So yep. one song you have to play when you're down here is Country Roads. Okay. And then the ending of it, April kept teaching me this ending riff and how to end it. And she's got an amazing ears. That she's... Nice. So we're on, I'm taking her on my first trip for music. I would go to the Smoky Mountains, to the Smoke, Smoky Mountains Songwriter Festival every year in mm-hmm. August. So you take the ride down I-40. And when you're going through these mountains from North Carolina to Tennessee, there's all these mountains and they're interweaving with each other. And it's like 3D. And we're driving through there, and I did it on my own for years, and I have April with me now. And I go, I love this part, April. I love this. Watch this. The mountains are like 3D. She goes, I just love it. And I'm driving through, 
And we're looking at it and go, I feel like I'm high. I was so happy. I had this yeah, one of nice. my dreams. I'm in a car. I'm going to Smoky Mountains on this sunny day in August to play music. And I am just as high as a kite. And I started singing. I want to get high, high, high on a mountain. I want to get high, 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 high with you. And I sang it over and over again all the way to to the festival, wow. and on the way home, I sang it all the way home again, and I wrote the song. Oh, so, the, the, it's just, I always wanted to sing about it, and there was the memory, and that's how I know that we're such a, a great team, because I can write in front of April, and a lot of times I can't write in front of people. Right. Know, I can't concentrate, and, but that's how that song came, and then, but it had a reggae chop to it when I wrote mm. it. I loved, I accidentally did it, because I, one of the guys that played piano with me for many years uh, out east was Bill Smith. He played with the Scatolites, Bob Marley's okay. band, the, the ska band. Oh, and wow. he taught me how to play reggae. He goes, you got to do it like this. And it was interesting. One song he was showing me was you had to do the upstroke, the upbeat with a downstroke. He goes, yeah, you got okay. it. He goes, going up with it. And da, da. But he goes, but now strum it down on the upstroke. And I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> right. You know, right. guitar player goes up and down, right? It's not natural, but when you watch Bob Marley, his body English, the way he would dance, he would get that... And I studied Bob Marley playing it, and I started trying to do his, his movements, and it's like, and I learned how to do that. Yeah. So, and then when you listen to bluegrass, they don't have drummers, but they'll have okay. a mando going... Da, da, da. They're also doing that upbeat as a beat. Da, da. And it just made sense to me to put the two together. So nice. I have a reggae beat. Our producer actually put a reggae drum to it, which I didn't want, but it right. really is good. And then uh, I had to wait a while. I'm like, Billy, I want to put bluegrass riffs over it. That's my plan. I want to put two, two wow. together. So it's not intense. I, 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 right now I'm thinking, boy, I wish we could have Andy Falco just jamming all over the thing and doing real bluegrass um, killer licks all over it. But it's, it's peppered in there, and they're right in key moments where I wanted them. So it, it is, it's a blend and the harmonies. This lady right there. All right. Let, right there. W- without further ado, they're chomping at the bit to hear it. I can feel it. Let's listen to, <laughs> <laughs> let's listen to High on a Mountain. We'll be right back after the song. Thanks so much for the background on that. Check it out, everyone.
back everybody we lost walter but that's okay he's getting coffee and we're with april and april i couldn't help but notice by the way i love the plaque faith family friends tell us about the knickknacks that are up there because there's a lot (laughs) um flanking the ends are the carolina country music association's duo of the year for the two years that we won wow um, let's see. Let's go to this one. We've got an International Singer-Songwriter Association Award for Duo of the Year Gold. That was 2021, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, no, the gold was this year, this past oh, okay. Year. Congratulations. over here we have the Male Emerging Artist for International Singer-Songwriter Association right there. Then here and here we have the two... Queen City Male Country Artist of the Year for Walter. Back here, Tammany Dove sent us from International Singer-Songwriter Association a celebration plaque for the fishing song actually went number one on several different charts in several different regions. So that's our plaque for that. And then this one in the middle is the most recent prize possession. This is uh, Carolina Country Music Association Tour of the Year for this year. We just came back, won this last Saturday at Myrtle Beach. And uh, thank you, Sweet Tea. It was an amazing (laughs) performance. We got to perform with Cliff Wheeler and his band. And uh, it's just an amazing, we're so gifted and we're so thankful and blessed, you know. It's more like a family than a competition when you get around a bunch of people that are doing country music. Everybody wants to get in together and, and you know. Have a jamboree, just, right? Well, yeah, growing up the way I did, that's what we did instead of getting out and breaking into cars or stealing cars and all that stuff <laughs> and getting into trouble, we played right. music. That's That's great. what we did. That's, uh, now, you did, a, by the way, excellent job on pointing things out. You could have been a weather person on a green screen because I'm watching. I'm like, all right. Yeah. She's pointing, she's pointing to the right things. It's really, it's, it's so nice to see the accolades that your compatriots 
you know, respect your music and, and throw you some kudos out there. It's really nice. Now, they had the award ceremony at the House of Blues, correct? Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. And how did Walter do? Was he okay? Did he play well? We had an absolute blast. I mean, when, when you see, when you look out on three different levels of people and they're all jamming to what you're doing, you can't smoke that kind of buzz. You can't drink it. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking about last weekend? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah that was I saw the, pic- the pictures were great. We got to play with the Cliff Wheeler Band, and Cliff is just an amazing uh, individual. And this whole band, they're just bright and, and uh, wonderful to be around. You know, just a great vibe. Now, I got to ask, I got to ask you a behind the scenes question with that award ceremony. You have all these people playing together. Do you have time to get together before the show and kind of map out what's going to happen? Or how did it come about for at the House of Blues with you guys and with the band? Very curious about that. You mean, you mean the actual weekend, how we found out? No, uh, about about actually mapping out how you're going to play at the award ceremony with people um, that you may or may you know, not have played with before. So we lo- we liked Cliff. We've seen him every year since we've been there. And, okay. Uh, uh, the uh, fishing song, the structure is pretty simple. You know, I mm-hmm. didn't expect it to be like a record with all the added stuff. But um, I just trusted uh, Cliff. I said, here's the recording. I, I sent him a little chart. And okay. he practiced uh, twice, I think, with his band. And the night before, instead of going to the uh, pre-party, we got together at his apartment that he had over there on the beach, which was absolutely amazing. Uh, it was a, hmm. What a great place. And the guys were sitting around, and somebody handed me a guitar, and then we counted it off, and we played it, and it went off without a hitch the first time. So we just went over it nice. two or three times, talk about it, and that was it, you know. And, uh, and of course, once you That's get on great. stage, think things are not what they were in rehearsal. On stage, everything will go wrong, and you just have to concentrate on your part, play your part, and trust that everything sounds great out there. You know, and that's, right, that's, right. Yeah, you just got yep. you kind of got. Now, was that tel- was that televised or no? I don't, I don't think, think so. it was. The the number one rule for me performing now because I perform with Miss mm-hmm. April, uh, you, you know, because emotions are crazy on stage. Things can go wrong. You have to ignore them, and never okay. abandon your partner. Never abandon mm-hmm. your partner. Always try to make eye contact, and I trust her that she is doing her part and. She knows her part really well. She knows exactly what she's supposed to do every step of the way, how she's going to look, how she's going to engage with the audience, and how she's going to transmit the song to, to them and get them engaged back. And, and we do that. And when I look back and watch, look at pictures and look at videos, you look at those pictures. That's exactly what she's doing. You bring up a good point. And what, when I go to see music or even when I'm watching something – I try to key in on the nonverbal communication that happens between musicians, and I find it so unique in that it could just be a wink and a nod, literally, of you're taking this, you step forward. Uh, It's just amazing. And and I guess that comes with experience and trust, right, In, in, in how you move forward. The best bands, let me tell you, from experience, I will say this, growing up in bluegrass, my parents toured, and they also taught music at Spirit Square. So when we were all playing music together, we had those little hand signals and winks and things to where, okay. you know, if Dad wanted Marty to 
my brother, if he wanted him to hit a hot lick on the guitar or something, or, or you know, if he was ready to end the song, he'd stick his foot out, that kind of thing. You have those signals. And, and the longer you play music with someone, the better you know them. And what makes a right. band an award-winning band, I think, what makes them really good entertainers is that they all work together and they all read each other and they all can expect the same consistency with each other. It's important. There, there is also, and there's been studies on this, that there's a neurological communication going on between musicians that goes beyond hand signals or yeah. even looks. Because think about this. I'm mm. up front singing. There's a band behind me. So when I, in New York, I, I, I was just so blessed to play with the most amazing musician. You ever hear the Harris Brothers? Yes, I have. Kenny Harris yes. and Rodney Harris? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Rodney—he's done. It's funny how drummers guys. have done so much to help me in in this business. But I remember the first time we got his brother Kenny to come play bass. I'm like, okay, you want to get together and rehearse? And Kenny goes, no. I'm like, well, shouldn't we rehearse? And he goes, don't worry about it. Just show up. We'll take care of it. Wow. <laughs> so those two are connected. They're brothers, and I, and we played for many years together. It, it was a lot of years, a, a decade or more. But I can remember this one night on the stage playing, and I'm doing a solo, and I'm and they're behind me, and I'm coming to the end of the solo, and the whole band chimed in on that solo and played every note, note for note, and it was wasn't rehearsed. I never talked about it, and I just turned around astonished, and they were all just smiling at me, laughing, huh? Because like do do that, do do that, I was like, how did they do wow. that? Because they knew me, you know. There was no signaling from me. It was just the most amazing thing the walls of sound would develop you know on the spot unrehearsed that you could never copy again and to be there and to witness something like that or to be a part of it is the most is the ultimate feeling for me you know it's the ultimate high is to be in the middle of something like that happening to watch piano players just go nuts and be free and create things and to start a song that goes this way and end up playing something completely different and not knowing how we got there. Just one following the other. and Right. Yeah, there's a nonverbal thing going on. Yeah. It, it, so I'm going to switch gears a, a bit. So you both, I would assume, had different experiences in the exposure of music in your life. Obviously, April, you were like immersed in the whole family thing. And, and you know, that's what you're doing. And what was it like for you, Walter? Were there other people in your family who were musicians? Or how, how did... How did you get to that point where you said, yeah, I think I can do this first on the instrument. Yeah. Like this is something I really love. And then part two. Yeah. I can write music or I want to write music or the muse is hitting me. Give me, give me how that came to you. And then April, if you could chime in that, how that happens for you as well, that'd be great. I guess we're in the family. We're always introduced to uh, instruments, you know? Okay. I had an uncle that played guitar, but I didn't really, know them that well i i think my mother wanted me not to spend too much time in the streets getting into trouble so she bought me a guitar you know first they put me on a violin i played violin for a while but they tried to keep me and uh and when i was young in junior high school i was the guy you know we'd have a fire somewhere and i'd bring my guitar and play and i learned some leonard skinner songs and and i would play them and i'd learn the riffs and it was cool and my friends were proud of me i guess for doing that but I was 14 years old, maybe 14. Yeah, I remember walking down the street. I was in Comac. It was Burrow Junior High School. Walking home one mm-hmm. day, 
and I, I remember thinking about how much I practiced to learn the diddly And I'm like, if I spent that much time writing my own music, I could write my own music. That's the thought okay. I had. If I spent that much time creating my own thing, I could have my own. So our friends, my, you know, the guys would get together and we'd hang out. And I can remember, we, at some point I break out the guitar and we would just, I would just make up something, you know, and then we'd all start singing it and we're just hanging out singing these songs we made up. It was just something we did. Uh, nice. As far as knowing I can do this, I don't know how that happened. Um, I, I, you know, it's weird. When I think about myself, I don't think I really had these stars in my eyes. Like, I didn't know what it meant to be a star. I didn't know what it mm. meant to meet anybody like that. And I just, I just wanted to play but uh i always i did see a guy playing in a uh, in a restaurant when i was very young and i was so enamored by what he was doing that i wanted to be that guy and i right. became that guy and then wow. i met that guy after i became that guy and the guy goes thank god i'm not doing that anymore i'm like what i just spent my whole life copying it. <laughs> right. uh, pop the bubble air right there you know so april but, for you, know, you I, i'm sorry walter yeah, I, I didn't know. I, th I don't know if I answered the question. I, I thought I was getting. No, you did. I you got an well, A. Very very good. Now speaking of A, April, how you're in a musical family. Your parents, if I recall, were bluegrass music teachers, right? To to somewhat. It's how did it progress for you? I mean, did other people in the family write music, or you know, what was what was the environment like Ooh. as a kid? Are you going to tell the truth? <laughs> See now you're on the means, you're on the Steve so. Yusko couch this now. Is, so I think that is my opinion is what? I hope she tells the truth because her story oh, needs nope. to be told. Let me, let me she might it, not think this is the time to do it, but it's, well, it's let me put it this way. Um, okay. Mom played guitar. Mama played guitar in my face the whole time she was pregnant with me. It's like I'm right here. <laughs> there's the guitar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wow. Literally, I came out hunting for one. Where's it at? <laughs> so, and my brother was the same way, Marty. And I think when you grow up with it, and even through like elementary school, when before my daddy retired, um, it was just like we, my brother and I, we were always the misfits in school because, you know, you look at, I graduated class of 89, mm -hmm. and you look at um, the fact that there weren't a whole lot of other people at our school that actually got together and played music, and a lot of uh, being the product of a second marriage had mm -hmm. a lot to do with the way that we were brought up as well, because, I mean, other folks, their parents were, you know, 20, 25, 30 years younger than our parents. Oh, wow. So they had okay. the younger mindset. We grew up like they would have raised people on the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> okay. Just to be clear it's, here, yeah, in the that's, 80s when everybody true. else had jacked up hair to Jesus and was wearing parachute pants and bright blue eye, eye shadow and stuff like that, I wasn't allowed to do any of that. Oh, I, I follow you. Okay. Rustler jeans with holes in the knee because they were hand me down from my brother. And, you know, I well, didn't know any better. I thought we were just as good as anybody else, you know? Well, that's, that's a good mindset. Absolutely. So growing up with music, I, I used to love watching daddy play fiddle because he cradled it in his arms like it was the most wonderful thing ever. 
and watching my dad play, there were years, I guess, that he didn't play because he had arthritis really bad in his hands, oh. and he had a, a couple of health issues that, you know, he was in and out of the hospital a lot later in life, and mm. I lost him when I was 17. And oh, I'm so sorry. I look back on stuff. Thank you. You know, I, I look back on it now, and I, I try to tried to cherish all the moments that I had with him, not really realizing that they were going to come to an end as soon as they did. Mm. But I will say one thing, Daddy's fiddle's sitting right there. Right there. I'm looking at oh, it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and You know what's great about people who play in your family? They live on through that music, you know, whether you're playing a riff that your mom taught you or, you know, singing a song that was your dad's favorite. It brings them right back in the room, doesn't it? many times well i remember being knee-high to a duck waiting on mom to to ring the bell being done with her guitar class and i'd get so sleepy and aggravated i would climb in her guitar case and shut the lid and take a nap (laughs) soft and velvety in there yeah you know it was my little hiding spot it was my spot so it was my happy place is her guitar case and she'd wake me up you know, honey, it's time to go. So <laughs> I remember running barefooted through through Spirit Square. It was it was a good time. What I'm imaging in my mind is when your album comes out next is a picture of a young little girl in a guitar case somewhere asleep. I think that would be an absolute <laughs> that amazing would be a great thing to do. Picture. You can have that idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna allow it. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> thanks for sh- thanks for sharing that, April. I I appreciate that. Hey, let's talk about where are we now? Have we heard "Always Think Twice"? No, I don't think we've heard that yet. Tell no, me about "Always it, Think man. Twice" and let's let the audience uh, get a gander at that. And that's the first time I heard "Knee High to a Duck," so I got to write that one down too. <laughs> "Always Think Twice" is about this guitar. Okay. This was my father's guitar. Oh, he wow. died not too long ago. And before he died, I took him out to lunch. And I took him home. And he sat in the car. And he said, son, I want to give you something. But I want anyway. you to promise me, right. when you play that guitar, please think of me. Oh, how precious. And this guitar is just a beautiful sounding guitar. I mean, it, it... Yeah, it's beautiful. Um... So what happened is after the uh, going back from New York for the funeral and the wake and everything, hmm. and April and I were in another cabin around the corner from this one. Uh, we had a lot going on in our lives. Uh, COVID messed up everything. We yeah, were, sure. We we lost everything, and then we eventually ended up displaced up here in the mountains, which I'm loving. But uh, the other cabin was kind of small and cramped. But I would wake up every morning and play that guitar hmm. every morning. In a, a double D drop tuning. Okay. And I just found this riff I liked, and I just played it over and over again every single morning. And it just, it's so the song is, I guess, it's something I wrote with advice that I needed to hear. Right. Okay. Uh, sure. If you think about where I come from, my background, and I was like a, uh, a punk from the suburbs of Long Island, you know, kind of hard, a hard person. Uh, Mm-hmm. I must have been very hard to love, you know, because I was very hard. And uh, But moving to the country has taught me values of slowing down and the importance of neighbors and community is so important. 
And um, I feel like my father gave me advice through that melody, um, always think twice. So, you know, the chorus is um, always be thankful, always be nice, always remember to always think twice before you give advice. And um, that's, what it, that's what it feels like. So you hear the, the comfort of a, a guy who's, who's relaxing into life and appreciating where he is and, and his community and, and how, to, how to enjoy life. Yeah, just let let things go. Don't let things bother you. You know, just try to be thankful nice. and try to be nice. You know, I find myself in times of life where everything's going wrong. I mean, nothing is going right. I'm like, ah, man, it's such a struggle. And the first thing I will do is I'll pick up a pen and maybe write about it. And I'll be like, mm. oh, I'm so thankful I have a pen and a pad to write on. I'm thankful. That's my first thing. I'm thankful for this. I'm so thankful. And you for this cup of coffee I'm drinking. And you just start being thankful for little things. And before you know it, you start getting a thankful attitude. And that's my, and I do it automatically. My daughter tells me that all the time in that, and I'll just tell you a quick, quick story. It's about, it, you know, it sounds trite, count your blessings. But if you literally do that, uh, it, it changed your perspective on things. So I got the, one of the best, both my wife, Debbie and I got the best Christmas present from my daughter, Faith. And what she did is she took little pieces of uh, s- sticky notes and wrote down all the great experiences she had with each of us individually and put them in a mason jar. And she said, Mom and Dad, I'm getting choked up. Aww. She said, um, <laughs> um, Mom and Dad, when you're down and out, open up that mason jar mm-hmm. and read one of these experiences that we had together. And, and that just reminded me about, you know, counting my blessings. And she gave that gift to say, hey, we did all these great things together. I could go tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I have, I have these cherished times with us. Anyway, um, before I get more choked up, let's, uh, let's listen to Always Think Twice. We'll be right back after the song. Hang on, sir. Skies are dawning, the give said there's warning, I'll take my time, I know I'll be fine. Oh, 
those who don't know Hey, Steve Yusko back with Walter Finley in April Dawn, and I'm not choked up anymore. I kind of cleared my throat, so I'm back to, eh, not really normal. I'm lying. <laughs> hey, I wanted to, by the way, beautiful song. Thank you so much. Thanks for showing us that guitar from your dad. It's just a really beautiful story uh, that you've given us, and I appreciate it. But I'm interested, Walter, on your take on social media, getting music out. I mean, we have now the, the new albums out here in March. Um, how, how, do you, how do you expose it besides the Long Island Sound podcast? Uh, 
<laughs> well, that was that was my uh, all my eggs are in this basket right now. Um, <laughs> Great, no pressure, Steve. I thought that was the key. I thought that was the secret. And um, they're expensive <laughs> nowadays too. <laughs> I just want to back up about um, yeah, please. Uh, the high in a uh, the high in a mountain song. I just had this thought. Hmm. I forgot to mention we tried to put that bluegrass feel in over reggae. If you listen, you can hear April playing the spoons. I just want to put that out. She's playing the spoons on High on the Mountain, and it's really yeah. cool. My wife actually had an uncle at our wedding, he's passed away, who would play the spoons. So it made yeah, it all the way up it's north. Cool. Yeah, he's absolutely um, cool. Music business is a, is a conundrum for me and many others. And, you know, and the kids these days who are uh, raised on uh, the internet and social media know how to manipulate it and work it really good. And any normal person can just become an overnight sensation by just hitting it right somehow. Mm. Uh, one thing I noticed in social media that seems, especially on Facebook, it's it's like whoever's got the best pictures gets the most traction. It's right. a very visual uh, thing. Uh, we um, we do go through the radio and, and um, internet radio uh, and charts like that. Um, and we do go out and play and reach people, you know, and we go to far out places to play. So, yeah, we do still implement, get out in front of people and play the songs and, and push them out there. Um, mm -hmm. We'll be doing that this year, hopefully. To be honest with you, the only way it seems to earn a living is to go out and play, really. Uh, you're not going to earn is, on, but you, on Spotify, you know. Well, yeah. Uh, I guess you could, but now you know there's there's music placement which we've been trying so hard to get. We do have um, a film interest on the um, uh, while the sun still shines. So I don't want to talk hmm. too much about it. I don't want to jinx it or okay. But, uh, All right. There's something happening there, and it's it's pretty good. It's pretty big, and we're going to be a part of it. And I'm really excited about that. So uh, that song's going to be in a film, and yeah, and hopefully that'll lead to another and to another. Another thing you want to do is you hope that maybe a, a prominent artist likes your music and plays it also mm -hmm. and, and, and uses it. Uh, again, I do it because I have to get the music out of me sure. to hear it. So it's, uh, But yeah, it take, takes a lot. That's, there's a lot of work, and that's where April comes in. She uh, is... We wouldn't have had any of this stuff if I didn't know April because I never cared about any of that stuff. I, had, mm -hmm. I saw no reason to do anything like that. I just wanted to play. That's how my mind is. I just want to play. I just never really cared about anything else. But April picked up. We got the tools she needed, and she will get up at 2 in the morning, and she'll work till 2 in the morning. She just works at it so hard. If, if I can't sleep... Mm -hmm. I'll I'll get up and I'll work on stuff until I'm sleepy again, and then I'll go back to sleep. Anybody who'll listen, she's gonna find him, and she, you know, as it it anybody can do this, but you got to put in the, the effort, I think. You got to strike while the iron's hot as well. I mean, we have friends that are just working the internet, and they get uh, really good uh, responses, and they good sponsors, and and they're good writers, and so I think it's different for every individual. Um, at my age, I'm not really looking for a record deal. That's not. I don't think that's something that would happen. But if it does, we're not opposed. You know, right. I think we have what it takes to do it on our own. In fact, uh, Billy Hume called us one day. He goes, I want to do a show on you guys. And it's going to be called, If You Can't Find a Way, Make a Way. Right? Mm. We didn't have a booking agent last year. We did it ourselves. Wow. We, we made our own tour. 
And that's where that came yeah, from. It was through friends and people that we know, and uh, we just, and we're going to do it again this year. Yep. And if we can get a good booking agent, we will. But you just, if you want something, you'll do it. You know, you just find your way. I want, I want to run a thought by you that just kind of popped into my head. It's very interesting that, you know, Walter, you talk about getting, you know, you have that creative need to get it out there. And I'm just going to give you an audience perspective on things. I think the more people that can get exposed to your music and tune into what they're hearing about what you're saying, and let's let's face it, I think the best artists are ones who are very transparent about their feelings. And like I said earlier, you say the things that I have difficulty saying in song. But the more people you touch, the more healing that, that comes from that. And, and I think that is might be a different way that you look at your own music say hey i just like to play but it might be yeah more people need to hear what you have to say and i i think there's a blessing in that so just just a thought thank you you know yeah yeah i i think what we we have to think about is um first of all when i i do what i do i i had a point one time where i was living all alone i was going through a very hard time in life i was playing music and mm -hmm. i remember getting ready to go down to bed and i was thinking to myself how selfish I am, am I to want to be a, a, a rock star? I mean, that's a very selfish thing to do, to, to say, hey, everybody, look at me. It doesn't get right. more selfish than that. And a lot of people you see uh, rock stars, they, they're talking about themselves all the time because they have to talk about themselves and talk. I can't stand that. I, I just don't like that anymore. I don't want to be like that. And I remember laying down to go to bed going, what good is being a musician? I'm not serving humanity with it. How am I doing? What mm. am I doing? And as I'm going down to bed, I'm setting my alarm clock and a, and a commercial or a, a news flash comes on about a guy who had bone marrow cancer and they needed help. They were trying to raise money for him. And I set my alarm and I laid down and, and I thought to myself, let's raise money for this guy. Sure. And, and I did. And I, got, and I went around everybody looking for people to join me. Nobody would join me but this one little pub and I remember the pub owner, she was like, yeah, let's do this. And we did a three-day concert nonstop of Long Island bands coming through her bar 24-7. Wow. And we raised money for them. And I don't know why I brought that up. I think that something sank into me about how are you going to serve humanity? You know, that's, that's what my mission is, to do good. And... If songs are what I have to do it, I'll do it that way. If there's something else I can do, I'll do it another way. Well, you know what's you know interesting? I have a good friend of mine, Mike Nugent, and he said to me this early on in uh, our getting to know each other. He goes, yeah, I, why do you do this? He goes, music heals the world. Like, don't you know that? And I took that as, hey, as kind of corny. And then I, I really kind of dove into the thought process of that. And what's unfortunate for many artists, you know, Sometimes you'll have people come up to you and go, wow, that really touched me. It reminded me of this or that. There's thousands upon tens of thousands of people that you've touched that you'll never know about uh, mm -hmm. and may have healed them in a lot of different ways. Maybe in the afterlife, you'll get to, to find these things out. But knowing that you have that potential to do that is extremely powerful. And Everybody uh, and, has that potential. And I think yeah, what's agreed. going on in the world today is... is there's some crazy things going on in this world today. And us normal people, this is what you're going to hear. There's <laughs> nothing I can do about it. Oh, yeah. Right? There's nothing. What are you going to do? There's it's nothing. It's not my business. But I say there is something you can do about it. And you do it one 
person at a time. So, yeah, I'll use my songs. And if we can get one person to feel relief and enlightened or the right thoughts, then they, then they share it to somebody and then, and then they send that emotion to another person and then they help. And that's how it works. What's going on in the, the upper echelon of these people, what they're doing is a tragedy. And the people that are doing all these mass shootings, it's a tragedy. It's, there's terrible things going on. We have to educate our people what, somehow. We have to respond. We have to, right. get, we have to respond to it. You have to try. But you have to be the person first, right? You have to start with yourself. You Lead have, by example. Yep. You know, yep. I had spent all these years reading books and watching DVDs on how to live this happy life, you know, and I've studied philosophies and religions, and then one day it hit me. You don't need another DVD, Walter, on how to live your life. You don't need another book. You mm. need to be the person now. It's time right. to be the person. And you step up and, and be a, a responsible and say that's wrong. And, and it's sad. You know, people are brought up a certain way, and that's the way they react in life. And it, but the more we get the good message out, maybe, you know, the more good can happen. It, it may be a and fantasy, I, but I'm going to try. Yeah. Mm. Well, you know what? I couldn't have asked for a better lead-in to your next song, and uh, While the Sun Still Shines. So let's take mm -hmm. a listen to that, and then we'll group back right after the song. Check it out, everyone. While there's still time Make hay while the sun still shines Sweet tea at my new cable Head down to the fishing hole Too much work's no good for the soul Stop spinning round And on that day I know where I'll be found I've been paying all these bills Now I finally got my mind And the phone starts ringing Happens all the time Gonna put that dang thing down Now it's time to go I've been staring at my window And wondering why I got a sweet little lady I pull and I fly You ain't doing nothing, baby Let's go fishing while there's still time Make hay while the sun still shines Sweet tea at my new cane pole Head down to the fishing hole
go fishing while there's still time. Make hay while the sun still shines. Sweet tea at my new cane pole. Head down to the fishing hole. Let's go fishing while there's still time. Hey everybody, we're back uh, with Walter Finley and April Dawn. We're just spending a few minutes instructing April on how to talk like New Yorkers and live the good angry life that we have up here that she's missing out on. <laughs> and you know, they, angry life. You, you talking to me? We spent an hour talking about doing? the great country life. Yeah, I guess that's good. <laughs> Mm hmm. That's right. Mm hmm. I tell you, I'm so <laughs> excited for your album uh, with the release uh, in March uh, of this. We've got to hear some really great songs, very diverse, uh, and yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Really appreciate. Uh, and I, I, I just see so many great things happening to you guys. You guys are such a great team. And I'm telling you, when the audience listens to this podcast, they're going to leave with envy about what you guys have. Uh, with each other and, and how you're moving forward through life. It's, it's really a blessing. Thank you for having Thank us. You. you know, we're, we're grateful. We truly are. We're blessed. And we, we start out every morning and every evening counting our blessings. We do. Wonderful. I tell you, there's so many great uh, inspiration you had during this podcast. I really appreciate it. I look forward to, Hey, April, get that album out. We'll have you on. Again on the program, I'd love to have you. I can't wait to see you guys out and about. Yes, if you sir. come, if you come up north, you better call me beforehand so uh, I can make sure I get. We'll to be there. We're coming. Get to see you. That that would be great. And um, anyway, thanks again for being on the podcast. Thank you for having us. All right. Be well, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. I appreciate the time you spent with us. Please subscribe and comment and visit us at gigdestiny.com. Till next time, be generous with your joy, keep your spirits high, and let the music take you on a journey. Be well. Peace. Peace.